was like really important to him that that didn't happen to us. Uh, it was a big motivator. Um, but also, money was talked about in a, I would say, somewhat healthy way too. Uh, I remember I had this little um, piggy bank, and it's actually funny, Olivia had the same piggy bank. <laughs> uh, but it was like, there was a store and a bank and uh, a church. And my dad and mom would tell us, all right, you got to put 30 in the bank, you get 30% in the bank, you got to put 10% in the church, and then the rest is for you. And so that was kind of like what was driven into me as a young kid. Yeah. What about you? Same piggy bank? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was a little different story because my family didn't have as much, but like it was still talked about and tithing was still a priority, I think. Yeah. And so obviously with those backgrounds, it was probably easy for you guys to kind of easier, I guess, when you got married to have those conversations. So what were some of the early Rob and Olivia conversations around finances and how that looked? So it was funny. When we got married, we were both right out of school or internships. So we didn't have much. We had like $100 in our joint bank account, like <laughs> no more. And I wasn't going to get paid for three weeks. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so um, like it, that was really a fruitful time for us because we got to trust God like, okay, like he says in Luke, like if he was faithful with little, we'll be faithful with much or we'll be trusted with much. And so we, you know, started giving in those early days and we got to see God come through kind of like what um, Phil was talking about, like checks just like coming in the mail um, because you choose like giving over whatever else. So, yeah. And if you have more. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's similar to what uh, the Keegan said, like, it was kind of just assumed that we would we would give 10% just because it's the way we were raised. Uh, it was pretty easy to get on that same page. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, only having, like, 100 bucks, you don't know, like, is, it, is my $10 even anything, right? Like, yeah. it's, is it worth it, right? Yeah. Does it do much for the kingdom? That sort of thing is maybe more like what I was wondering at that time. Yeah. So how has that conversation kind of evolved over the course of, you know, being married now for a while, adding a couple kids to the equation, and just any teachings and experiences you've had around generosity? What are your thoughts now? So I think one of the big things that, um, or at least big for me and I think for Olivia, is kind of this realization somewhere in the middle of marriage that um, generosity isn't just giving money, like starting to realize that there's a generous way to spend your money and a generous way to save your money and a generous way to give your money. Um, like, and that's just money, right? But it's like this heart that, um, of, of like, this stuff is not mine. Um, like, I think there was, a, there was a conversation we had at one point where we were talking about how great would it be if we had a garage, you know? Like, so in the winter, we didn't need to scrape our cars, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, you're, like, planning it out, and it's really fun to dream. And I, I remember specifically with that one, just, like, realizing, like, this garage is just for me. And it's not a generous way for me to spend my money. Uh, and I know for some people, a garage would be a really generous way to spend your money. Um, but for me, maybe a pickleball court would be a generous way for me to spend my money. Or and so a hot like, tub. Or a hot tub. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. So, uh, like, I think 
beginning to have those sort of realizations that it's not just about like what percent am I giving, but also like just like where where's my money going and is it for me or for the kingdom or where who's it for? I think you're saying like when we think of like stewarding our money, sometimes we think of stewarding the 10% that we're called to give or tithe. Um, and instead we've been shifted in like, no, all 100% is his. And so how do we like look at this holistically and, and have the whole thing come from a generous heart? So yeah. how we do all those things. So like part of that is we do, I think we're called in this um, like stage in our life to live differently. We like thrift clothes. We um, buy old vehicles. We do all of those things, but we don't feel like we're sacrificing in doing that. We just like, I think we've kind of been around the block to know that those things won't satisfy us truly. Um, yeah. So we more on the other end, like it's I mean, Scott kind of talked about this, but like instead of saving so much to, to put our false security in this like savings account or this retirement account, we've kind of sacrificed that of like, we were not going to retire early. We're not going to set ourselves up for just a cushy last 20 years or whatever. So that's yeah. kind of a different way to look at it. Yeah, that's good. Um, so you went through the, the journey of generosity with, with me and, and, and on the board. And so how did that just kind of impact you? What did you hear there that was like, oh, that's an interesting thought or challenging in some way? So one of the things for me was like the creativity. Um, like, you know, everybody's story was so different. And they were all just so joyful, really, in it. But uh, one, one story in particular that stood out to me was uh, it was a a couple that owned a business that made millions. And like when they were starting this business, they had this conversation of like, I think we need to, you know, like to, in, in order to not get caught up in the, as I make more money, I spend more money, I get, you know, whatever. Like we should, we should set a cap for like what we need and like that's just what we're gonna do. And it was like a really creative thing, right? Not just like, oh, like how much should we give percent wise or something, it was like, how much do we need? And then, like, let's just feel like everything else is a blessing that we can give. Um, and that was, like, definitely a, a shift in the way that we think. Um, not that we follow that to a T or anything, but, like, kind of more thinking about, like, like God provides for us everything we need and more. Like, are we just going to continually, as I make more um, or we make more, like, just want more things and do more stuff because we have it? Or is this God providing for his kingdom and giving us something to steward differently? Yeah, just kind of that conversation around like what's enough, Yeah, you know? And, you know, definitely if, if you've been and traveled to other parts of the world, <laughs> you see that the joy is not based on what you have, right? You see some folks that are living in what we would say is just abject poverty who seem to have a lot more joy than what we're experiencing in our plenty um, a lot of times. So uh, those shifts in perspective are good. Um, what, did, what did the phrase, because I know one of the phrases that stood out from that, uh, in the light of eternity, <laughs> how did that stick with you, um, as you as you pondered this idea as well? I mean, it's a really simple phrase of like, in light of eternity, how does me keeping this money benefit anything? And mm. so 
Um, I guess it just boils down to like, what is going, what is God going to be able to do with this to save lives and bring more people um, into his kingdom instead of like living for this life, which is such a short time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's simple. I don't know if you have more. Yeah, no, I really like the phrase. I use it all the time for other things, not just generosity. I just yeah. think like the the phrase in general is just a great perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it stops me in my tracks a lot mm-hmm. if I, if I, go through the practice of like thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. So the phrase in the, in the video was in light of eternity, like uh, having that mindset. So that could be even, I know I've experienced it even like in, in parenting my children or disciplining my children, like, okay, in light of eternity, <laughs> how big a deal is it that they're not obeying in this area right now? Like, or whatever. Like but for some reason, pizza, they don't like right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's been a, such a good thing. Good reminder for me. Um, how, how do you guys, how have you guys just seen your lives blessed in, in giving and being generous? How's that come back to you? I think, I think the biggest thing is just freedom. Uh, I think we talk about freedom a lot here. And uh, honestly, it, like we talk about freedom in like all these ways, addiction, mental health, pornography, whatever, like across the board, we talk about how important freedom is. And I think we really neglect freedom from, like, money. And so I think that's for us the biggest thing. Like, we've experienced this freedom of, like, just this weight that's lifted off our shoulder because I don't need more anymore. Like, when when I put myself there, like, it's all just lifted. And so I think just this freedom that God calls us into to not be a slave to anything like, I don't feel like a slave to my money or to what the things that my money could get me. Um, and I think that's the, the biggest thing that being, you know, walk, stepping into being more generous has done. Yeah, that's good. What about just any kind of parting advice, especially you guys work with a lot of young people, young people getting married and beginning lives together? Like, what advice would you pass on? to anybody but young people I mean, in particular. They all said it on the video, which I don't know how they got that gig being on the video. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just like start when you have a little um, because even though it doesn't seem like it'll do much, like if you don't if you aren't faithful with that little amount, there's no way you're going to start when you have a lot. And so um, yeah, just start and um, know that it'll be a little bit of a sacrifice but you will experience freedom that will produce joy. So. Yeah, and I really liked what Phil said of just like, um, like not getting caught up in the numbers, but like actually approaching God humbly with all the thing that, things that he's given us to steward and saying like, all right, God, what do you have for me here? Um, like, what do you want me to do with this stuff that you've placed in my care? Um, so I think that's that was really well said by Phil. Um, and then the other thing is I think that, um, I don't know, I'm realizing um, slowly, but just that God cares about it a whole lot more than we think he does. Um, like, I think I, I, there was this moment when I was reading in Ezekiel that kind of, like, broke me a lot. Um, where 
God is like rebuking Israel and he's rebuking Sodom. And like I grew up in the church, I know about Sodom and Gomorrah. I know, you know, in my mind exactly what they're going to be rebuked for. And sorry, I'm going to botch it. So I'm going to pull out the verse. <laughs> I took a screenshot at some point. So, um, but yeah, he says, as I live, declares the Lord God, your sister Sodom and her daughters have not done as you and your daughters have done. Behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had pride, excess of food, and prosperous ease, but did not aid the poor and needy. I, I just think God cares about it so much more than we think he does. And my mind, he cares about those things that I thought he would rebuke Sodom and Gomorrah for, but he, he, and he does. But I just think um, I'm starting to realize that it's not just like a, it, it is a piece, but it's an important piece of what God's calling me to surrender. And so, yeah, I don't know. Thank you. That's good. Let's give it up for the nickels. And I'm, I'm glad that um, he got emotional there because, guys, this is a hard issue, right? It, I mean, there is obedience, obviously, but really it's like God says, I want a cheerful giver, right? Like, I want you to do this joyfully because I really do feel like there's a, um, if we have stingy hearts, it's because we have a stingy view of the gospel. It's because we don't understand the depth of God's unbelievable grace and mercy for us and what we deserved and what we got and when you get in touch with what we got which was unmerited I think it, it begins to turn our hearts to say man God was so generous to me who am I <laughs> to be stingy with what he's given me um, and he talks about this Jesus says this in Matthew six twenty one: for where your treasure is there your heart will be also where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This morning I was listening to a devotional. I've been telling you guys about it. I'd love for you to check it out. It's an app called Lectio, L-E-C-T-I-O, 365. Um, it's been so good for me. But this is, as they were guiding us through prayer this morning, this is what they were asking God to do. They said, God, will you rearrange my heart today to live with generosity? rearrange my heart today that's a lot of times what has to happen is we have to have a perspective shift um and guys i, I didn't grow up in a home that really talked much about money um, we didn't go to church um, generosity was not really something that was um, discussed and so it was really a fumbling mess <laughs> getting married and starting to deal with money and figuring out what we were going to do about that and um I've been reminiscing a little bit lately. You know, my wife was still in school. My first teacher's salary was like $27,000. And uh, man, I mean, we had no money, you know. So um, it was a journey for us. And um, we, we've made some mistakes like a lot of people have too. And um, what we've tried to do faithfully is just, is just continue to grow in giving and not allowing some of our mistakes to be a hindrance. What I kind of look at is like I'm kind of compounding mistakes, <laughs> 
by saying, well, we screwed up here, so I'm just going to not give as much here so I could pay off this mess up. And I'm like, you know what, let's just, let's just be faithful <laughs> and trust that God's going to help, help us figure this all out as we continue just to be obedient um, and do it with a cheerful heart. And I think really what all this gets back to and what you've probably heard in a lot of these videos is what do we value? What is it that you ultimately value? Because if you want to find out what somebody values, you look at their bank account. Where are you putting your resources? If you're putting it towards stuff, then that's what you value, bottom line. And I mean, obviously, you know, homes cost money, all those things. I'm not saying live in a tent somewhere, but, um, you know, it tells us a lot about where we, where we put our resources. And I think for me, you know, as we look around this morning, um, and just honestly, like looking into the eyes of the people that share this room and the space with us, um, you know, man, I value what we're doing here at Wellspring. And I believe in the transformation that's happening in people's lives. And so when my wife and I sit down at the beginning of the month and we write our check to Wellspring, I mean, we do it with absolute joy because we know that people's lives are being changed. Um, that was what was so awesome, too, about the Good Friday service was getting to see other churches and other pastors get together and just reminded, like, this is happening all over the world, people. New normals are being created. And, and, and behind the scenes of all of that and what happens here on a Sunday morning is generous people who are giving so that we can have a beautiful building that's now paid for to be in, right? And staff that serve and care for you and do all those things. Um, that all requires finances, you know, to, to be able to do those kinds of things. And um, I know for us, um, just speaking just from my own family, right? Like we've had to make a lot of choices over the years. I mean, I'm in my 50s now, right? So, um, and one of the things that we've just decided is that, you know, we're just going to keep our, our little 1,500 square foot home in the zoo uh, that's almost paid for now. Um, instead of like continuing to get a little more, a little more. And I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I haven't been tempted. I'm not going to tell you that I haven't even gone and looked at other houses sometimes, but it just keeps coming back to, you know what? Like we could do that. Like we could afford to do that, but it's not going to make us really more generous. Like it's going to really hinder our ability to give. Because one of the things that we also committed to, because I, I've, you know, I've been around a lot of people, a lot of young people through the church, through coaching, um, and a lot of those kids have gone on to do ministry, and, you know, they come back, um, and they ask, you know, they go on staff with FCA, and they go on staff with Young Life, and they're doing these awesome things, and they say, hey, you know, would you and Kristen be a part of our support team? And we just made a commitment that we're just never going to say no. Like, if a kid that we've invested in and, and impacted their life and has gone on and are following Jesus and are serving him and are asking us for money, like, that is, like, the penultimate thing that we could ever hope for for a kid, right? Um, and so we're going we're gonna to shift our spending in order to be able to say yes to every person that comes to us with that heart and that spirit. So that's just one little example. Um, I don't remember the last time we bought a car with less than 100,000 miles on it. Um, and that's just, you know, some, some little decisions that you make along the way. And I'd love to talk with anybody more about this. And this isn't about Wellspring needs your money. or This is about you and God and just a conversation around his generous heart for you and then your response back to him. You've probably noticed we don't pass the plate here. We have a little box in the back, on the back table back there. You can give. You can give on our website. You can set it up to your bank to give whatever you want to do. 
Um, that's between you and him. But I think it is a conversation that you need to have and a conversation that you need to take to prayer. You know, there's so many scriptures that come to mind, but one that does is in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, right? Lean not on your own understanding. You might look at things and say, how could we do that? But it's in all your ways, right? Trust in him and he will make your path straight. Um, Robin Olivia actually gave me this little book the other day um, called Every Holy Moment. And it's just got some prayers and some liturgies to think through. And I just want to read this one about giving. Um, they said that before they sit down at the beginning of every month and kind of write their bills out, that they, they read through this together and just remind themselves about what they're doing. So you can close your eyes and just let me read this over you as we close in prayer this morning. It says this, In truth, I have nothing but you, O Christ, nothing that I might call my own. So let that good confession now compel a better stewardship. First teach me to treasure you, Jesus, above all things. Then let that increasing devotion be increasingly demonstrated in a joyful generosity. For to give is to live out the declaration that you alone are my provision and supply. I need not fear what comes tomorrow. When I give to meet the needs of others, when I give to the work of those who serve the poor, the sick, the oppressed, when I give to the service of your body and your kingdom, I give not what is mine, but only what is already yours. With every charitable act, I am simply practicing the fact that nothing which passes through my hands has ever belonged to me. You are my generous master. Make me your faithful trustee, teaching me to live as a wiser conduit of this liberal grace learning to hold loosely the things of this world, never hoarding that which is yours, never seeking the means, the mean preservation of my own comforts. Rather, let me love well in my giving, even as you, O oh Father, have loved me so well by giving me all things in Christ. Amen. Let me close in prayer. Band, you guys can go ahead and, and head back up to finish up. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time today. Thank you for um, the Keegans' wearings, the Nichols, and just their story of generosity and what it's meant for them to just trust you um, in this area that's just, um, you know, it's just hard. It's a hard area, but it's an area that you spoke about a lot um, because it reveals so much about our heart. And God, I pray that more than anything, in this whole conversation, that we would just have a better understanding of the gospel, the good news of who we are and how much we needed you and how far you went to save us. And just even in that, you are such a generous God. So thank you for that, God, and just awaken in us a new spirit. God, I pray that there might be a new song in our hearts that says, Lord, I want to be faithful. Lord, honestly, so many people in this world right now are suffering because Christians aren't being obedient in this area. There's so much more good work that could be done if we would just trust you and lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge you. So thank you for this time and this gift to, to share about this conversation today. And I pray that it would spur us to prayer, spur us to conversation, and spur us to action in our life, to really have that conversation of, how much do we need? How much do we really need, God, to live a life that's pleasing to you and to have enough 
We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with us as we close?